Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and we have a few little changes. One is I had to take off tomorrow. My kids are home all week, and I've got a lot of cooking to do and a lot of people. I kind of gather up all the people who don't have any you know, big plans. It's not worth cooking. So it's always a motley crew, but it's lots of fun. And But it does take a lot of prep. So tomorrow we have a super fantastic interview with Pete Q., and he is so we did like an hour free and then i think we were going for 20 minute xr like our regular show is and i think it was more like 40 minutes but man he just he 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 gets me thinking all right and i think it's it's really going to be interesting for people a real treat and then friday we are going to put in the free feed the Nikki Goser interview, which was an early release prior to that. And then we have an early release for subscribers only, a full hour of a show we did with another podcaster. I will leave that as a surprise, but I will say, I don't know about you, but I thought that was possibly the most fun I've ever had doing a podcast. It was a I lot had of fun. fun. I had a lot of fun. But plus, they were the kind of people who put you on a roll you know people like what you're saying and then you just like you're on a roll yeah. and then you you don't realize you're being recorded or whatever so it can spin a little bit out of control i don't know i don't have the nerve to go back and listen to it but we're gonna put it up there we can as both from time to time spin out of control but we we rein it yes. back in Yes, yes. So I just I try not to listen. I figure if there are consequences, I'll <laughs> I'll become aware of them soon enough. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't don't have the time to go back and listen to everything. So but it is Thanksgiving week. And I recently posted into the Patreon feed a couple of a couple of blog posts I wrote of Thanksgiving's past. And when I looked at what I was really thankful for, I was correct to be thankful for things that are already gone. One of them had the freedom to get up, to say whatever, whatever I wanted, to think whatever I wanted, to do my chores, to go to work, like things like that, that you would take for granted or think are burdens, I was grateful for. And honestly, some of those things have changed fundamentally. And then another one I wrote was about the um, last speech of Chief Joseph, who saw his tribe eradicated basically he knew that was the end and i thought it was just must have been really heartbreaking to see that know that your children your descendants really won't be your children they won't have any sense of who you are or where they came from what that culture is and i anticipated that over the very long term we would have the same experience we just don't realize it because it's taking it's so gradual well now it's pretty abrupt i think we can see it more clearly and it made me think about uh, some of the things that I am still grateful for and a lot of the things I'm still grateful for are I would say the primary thing and this is what I was two people one person who's dying and one person who is like facing jail and bankruptcy both of them said the same thing that the things that were really most important to them were the relationships they had with people they loved so I think that's still true. And the biggest thing that I'm thankful for now is that my family is intact and 
healthy and happy despite every effort from the powers that be. But also, I wanted to tell you, Brad, that I'm very thankful for you for a very specific, two, a couple of really specific reasons. One is I think we are um, very compatible in that we were flexible with our schedule. We try to accommodate each other. But the most important thing, it's maybe it's two different things, I don't know, is how trustworthy you are and also how supportive you are both professionally and personally. I really appreciate that. You're just a genuinely good guy, which I think people understand. But I can tell you firsthand, I have years of relationship with you. I really trust you and I love that about you. Thank you. That's very kind. I am thankful of for a lot of things for what you do, your hard work. You you get things done and you inspire me to make sure that I continue getting things done too. And you're sharp and you, you keep me on the edge of my seat and you just, you work. So I don't think people realize sometimes how hard podcasting can be until they, they've they've done it. It's a lot of work and you put in so much work and so much effort and I'm so appreciative of um, constantly looking for ways to try and make it easier for both of us. And when I had, when I got COVID, you checked in on me every single day. You sent me a care package. It was, it was very kind. I really appreciate it. And thank you for everything that you've done uh, for over the years. It's been, it's been wonderful and I look forward to continuing to move forward and i also am thankful for my my family and friends it's uh, it can be easy to to forget when you see your friends all the time it can be easy to take them for granted and since we've been through this kind of shutdown and we haven't seen them as often you appreciate the times that you do well i have to say i do find the challenges the show the past year and a half uh, all those things i mean ill health and that kind of thing is really there's no upsides that but as far as the other challenges other than health i find that they can really bring out the best in you it's like the whole skiing analogy where you go down to um if you're not falling you're not getting better yeah yeah so and i found that with with a lot of things that i really feel like you can get complacent and just stay in your way so i'm happy that we have these challenges that things are easy are hard not easy i feel like we'll get the most out of it say we've got i used to think i'd have 90 years now i think i only have 80 years because i think that's the plan (laughs) um but for me uh i feel like i want to make the most of it and these kind of challenges bring that out so i i'm i'm going to be thankful for the people and also the challenges in our lives and i hope awesome. you know we can and all I, share maybe maybe yeah. in the comments here and people i'm might totally want to thankful share. for the propaganda report community like it's so many cool people we've met oh awesome. my gosh i got an email this morning from someone um who just we had a little interaction on the side and he just wrote to me and he's like you know you just i'm so grateful for you i don't know if it was because it was thanksgiving or what that what you see is what you get and yeah. that's why we all connect. You know, yeah. you meet people in person, you have like side emails and stuff. It's just through and through. So I love that. I think it's unusual, hard to find. And I hope that people continue to like send us shout outs and ask for T-shirts and stuff so that we can keep making those connections. And some people are I mean, I have people who are driving hours like in New Hampshire, North Carolina. Um, I know Idaho people have really connected and to the point where it's worthwhile. Like that's how far you have to go just to have a real friendly face. And I'm happy to be a part of that, too. Yeah, it's awesome. 
So talk about far. And uh, we're not going to there's no we're not going to have a sappy theme for the show. But I do hope people walk away with joy and gratitude. But I actually think the Russia stuff is kind of amusing. So if you want to give us a little bit of the Russia, I'll tell you what I think about it. I thought of you when I saw this story, and you'll know why. The U.S. and NATO and Ukraine officials have been expressing concerns over the past couple of weeks that over the Russian activities at the Ukraine border, with Ukraine saying that they believe Russia might be preparing for an attack at the end of January or the beginning of February. Moscow says no way. They're dismissing these claims as inflammatory and complained about what it says is increasing activity in the region by the NATO alliance. In fact, the Kremlin said on Sunday they accused the West of artificially whipping up tensions around Ukraine with these repeated statements and said a provocation in the area could not be ruled out given the U.S. rhetoric. And the Kremlin spokesperson said that the hysteria is being artificially whipped up, that they are being accused of some kind of unusual military activity in their territory by those who have brought in armed forces from across the ocean. That is the U.S. And they say it's not logical and not polite. It's a back and forth It's he said, she said. It's this setting a red line, provoking people to cross a red line, stuff we've talked about in the past. And it made me think of the 2014 coup that you have done a lot of work on. Yes, that's true. And when I tried to go back and put that as a blast from the past in the newsletter, I realized that all of my audio prior to 2018, I guess, has been was purged in that WordPress thing. But I do still have some of the research and some of the links. I used to do like extensive show notes. So there was just no doubt. I mean, we had leaked recordings of the Assistant Secretary of State for that region, Victoria Nuland, talking about and to other members of the State Department, the UN, Joe Biden, all of those people, um, the, e- the, uh, the EU, just fully committed to overthrowing the democratically elected government of Ukraine in order because he was going with Russia for I think it was gas deals or a bond deal or a combination of those things. Russia just gave him a better deal. That's competition and the EU would not have it. So they needed to get rid of that guy. Now, the problem is that Crimea was where Putin's Black Sea fleet was, if I recall correctly. And Crimea was always a disputed area. It wasn't really part of Ukraine. And then they made it Ukraine. And I think maybe Stalin did that. I don't know. But Putin could not tolerate that. So and then the other thing was the the, one of the first things they did was outlaw Russian as a as a language for official stuff. And there's counties or provinces, I don't know what they call them, uh, on the east of Ukraine that are Russian speaking. So their first language is Russian, a lot of those people. So you could, they were literally, you know, can you imagine the problems you would have if you could not understand any official documents? You'd really be in trouble. You could get, it could set up legal traps everywhere. They just were not going to tolerate that. And I believe they are still resisting. Now, Crimea had an almost, had a close, like 90% or almost 100% um, attendance rate at the vote and they got almost a unanimous vote to leave Ukraine and join Russia after that. Now, I have people who listen to me who completely are appalled at my at what I say about this. So I encourage people to do their own research. I am confident that this is the way it is. I'm not saying Putin's a great guy. I'm just saying that's what happened. And 
He couldn't let Crimea go. And I thought he was actually being pretty reserved considering how awful they uh, our our coosters treated those people who were just trying to retain the rights to their country. And I have a few more things to say. What I think about this is that this is a challenge in this modern age where everybody is relying on provoking the other side or making it look like the other side initiated it so that you can then go to your country and say, we need to go to war. We need to do whatever because they started it. Just a constant series of provocations and pushing people and pushing people and trying to corner them backs against the wall. Both sides are probably guilty of something here. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know where this is headed, but what are your other thoughts on it? Okay, so I did think it was weird this weekend when I saw a pullout section, or at least the front page, a big spread from the Wall Street Journal, and it had a picture of Putin, and here was the headline. And I thought, where is this coming from? For Putin, the great prize has always been Ukraine. Okay, so they're making this up. Uh, The Russian president takes pride in having restored his country's power and prominence after the Cold War, but he won't consider his legacy complete until Kiev again becomes Moscow's satellite. I mean, they I just I personally believe they're just making that up. So uh, here, but then it reminded me. I hadn't thought about it in so long, but when the impeachment thing came up with Trump, my thinking was now since then, when we heard the the leaked Biden call with the former president of Ukraine that really was doing that dealing that they accused Biden of doing with the current president, which sounded very scripted to me. I felt like, oh, they just wanted to front run the Biden leak. So it looked like a, a, a whataboutism or whatever. So I forgot what my original interpretation was of that impeachment. And it was that they were setting us up to get ready to get really engaged with Ukraine and to to give a lot of money over there, because a lot of that was like we cut off aid to Ukraine. Why were we sending them that money in the first place? It was to suppress the the eastern ukrainians who are not okay with the westernization of the country. And I anticipated that because they just could not get a grip of those uh, of the ones who wouldn't capitulate, we were going to have to start taking action. So my guess is this is all being ginned up to make it uh, justify some a hot war, a kinetic activity. And I also saw an article. Remember, I brought that story about Belarus and Poland and said, well, that's, you know, they say Belarus is pushing the Muslims or whatever to the Polish border and all that. And I think that they've got they're trying to undermine Belarus. Well, they put a whole nother spin on it with saying that Belarus is a Russian um, ally or another kind of Russian satellite. And the imagery of Poland, see, Poland was that was a gateway to World War Two. So I think that they are really ginning us up from the imagery to the justification, all of that. And I and I think they just never, ever completely got that coup in hand. They mentioned Belarus in this article as well. I didn't put that portion in my notes. I can't remember what exactly it was they, they said about it, but they did reference Belarus. You know, probably just another example of, of Putin wanting to encroach on Europe, but when the Berlin Wall fell, Clinton, I believe, no, it was 
Bush, HW, if I'm not mistaken, they basically assured them that we would not take the Warsaw Pact countries into NATO. And I think we had most, not quite all, but almost all of the of the Warsaw Pact countries in NATO by the end, I think, of Clinton's regime. So we to the extent these Eastern European countries, I mean, we overstepped our bounds to the extent, I mean, I don't like to talk in superpower geopolitics terms because I don't believe in that crap, but it is true. I don't not believe in it because it's not true. I just don't believe it's right, but I do think it's real. And I think that's part of what, what it is if you want to play that that chess game. I got another story here related to international politics, which, you know, we don't always hit the international stuff as much, but this one I found interesting as well. China has demonstrated an engineering feat that no country had previously demonstrated, and apparently it has Pentagon scientists off guard. They freaked everyone out last month when it was revealed that they had launched a hypersonic nuclear missile around the globe, and it's now been revealed that this weapon is more advanced than we originally thought. This missile that they fired around the globe, it's a hypersonic glide vehicle that is a maneuverable spacecraft that can carry another nuclear warhead in it, and during a test flight, it fired a separate missile over the South China Sea while it was traveling at five times the speed of sound. Whoa! What? First of all, hypersonic glide? Like a glider? That's what it That said. travels five times the speed of sound. Now, the speed of sound, I don't know if you know this, is relative. So, it changes. So, the speed of sound is probably slower at the surface than it is up there. But maybe it's the opposite. I don't know. But, um... So, that blew my mind. Five times the speed of sound. Oh, I guess that's Mach 5. Wow. They claim that one they're working on right now can travel at 18 times the speed of sound. They had made an uh, announcement that it's developing a hypersonic weapon designed to generate an intense electromagnetic pulse that would wipe out communications and power lines. That the missile, which has a range of 2,000 miles and can travel at six times the speed of sound, excuse me, is designed to create a chemical explosion over a city and cripple it within seconds. The, a couple of interesting angles here. One, I think, that you've picked up on before. But our, our military experts at the Pentagon have said, and DARPA, they said that they're unsure how China has achieved this feat, and, say, and they say that it tests the constraints of physics. And they've been pouring over data to try and figure this out. And what does this remind you of? <laughs> it's the alien stuff. It's the, this is exactly what we've been talking about with these little blips on the radar where they say the beyond all physics beyond what we understand it's maneuvering almost in glide like fashion they use similar terms and there's always a speculation of what is this what are they doing with this story if it were true that there were these crafts from another planet or from outer space or they truly did not know the origin of i feel like they would be a lot more afraid of it when's it going to be revealed that it's some advanced tech from china or something like that i'm wondering if these two stories are going to start to to weave together to make this revelation well it sounds like they want us to start thinking about the alien yeah. stuff by saying you can't do it but speaking of the globalism global um i always think of it as global cooperation 
I know they kind of want us to think that we're headed towards war with China. I People have been sending me some resources to try to get educated on the China thing. It's hard for me to understand the nuances of cooperation at one level, like the CDCs of China and U.S. being at Event 201. Um, and then this idea of war or like Russia kind of they play the game on. Um, I think they have their bankers just like we have ours probably the same ones and yet there's at another level we're looking at possible kinetic action to use yeah. a euphemism so i don't know but there there's this have you heard of i think we talked about this for a second when we were on with gen zed or when he was on with us archbishop vagano who has made written letters and done videos that really call out the Pope, the vaccine, lockdown, all of that. Have you heard of this guy? No. So I think he I think he might be Opus Day. Opus Day comes out really strong on the trad cat stuff, the traditional Catholic stuff. Um I you know, I don't know what to make of it. I just don't know what to make of it. But that's why I just you know, he comes out so strong on this stuff. And I feel like these institutions are pretty locked down. So if he's coming out, he ha- may, may have some institutional support, which is, would probably be overstay. I really haven't cracked the code on any of that. But what he was saying was pretty aggressive. And he came out with this video on November 18th. So what was Sunday was like the 21st Sunday. We had a visiting priest and he basically said this exact stuff, which we, we were looking at each other, new world order on at, on the altar of the, like, the cathedral around here. He's talking about the new world order. And I was like, what? And then I saw that Vigano um, at South CB 007 sent me this. He's calling for an anti-globalist alliance to stop the global enslavement of humanity. This is an archbishop. He used to be the ambassador or whatever, not ambassador, but like whatever, to the U.S. from the Vatican. And I, I mean, I just I cannot wrap my mind around this, although uh, two other things. One is I am considering making this not just a white Christmas, well, I guess it won't be a white Christmas, but a white pilled Christmas. And Dent of the Mad Ones recommended to me the Bible in one year. So maybe I'll start with that. Because I, when I sat in the homily and the guy was like, the New World Order sucks, yada, yada. But Jesus. And I was like, you know what? I'm so intellectual. I like, you know, I'm always questioning. Maybe I just need to embrace like the only hope and hope for the best because I'm not sure there is other hope. So I'm going to head down that road. Um, I, I don't know what this if this guy comes up with the real plan, I might not even care if it's like a competing secret society. I wouldn't be a part of the secret society, but I might be a fellow traveler in that. I mean, I'd rather be belonging to an anti-globalist alliance than the globalist cabal. Maybe they're just giving us a choice between communism and fascism. But since the communists are fascists, <laughs> the World Economic yeah. Forum, I don't know what the I don't. He seems to speak about liberty, this guy. And then one other thing, which I thought was really, really amazing and moving. And I believe I did put it in the show notes. Gary tweeted at me a very short video of an amazingly huge gathering in Italy, huge at night with candles and stuff against vaccine mandates. I mean, as far as the eye could see. So kudos to them. Frank does not control Italy, apparently, even though he started the lockdowns from there, closing churches on Easter. We look to this guy to support us. Anyway, there you go. That's all I got. But uh, 
just, I think just, those lockdown protests are spreading all over the world. I, I'm not seeing them. They ain't happening in L.A. Well, Maybe they are. Maybe they are. They, but the revolution will not be televised. Yeah, right. The revolution will not be televised. Wow, sometimes things just make more sense when you're in them. So we still have another big story for the Free 30. But before we get to that last big story of the Free 30, which Binkley will tell us about the smash and grab agenda, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR. One is how music can strengthen your brain. I'm excited about that. I need a little extra brain strength. And could you get a black belt in Trump Quando? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? Who has a black belt in ads and liberty? Holy cannoli. Does this guy, our sponsor of today's show, is a real liberty crusader. He does some great work on what's happening in the world, like real background scientific work on what's going on with healthcare mandates, stuff like that. I'm going to ask him if I can share some of his documents. I mean, really well-resourced. Wow. So uh, buy a t-shirt just to support so he can have hours off from work to keep the good work going. In the meanwhile, we'll try to give you some of the insights that he has imparted to us, but um, let's hear it. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. And please use Prop 10 as the promo code so he knows that we support him and so that you get 10% off. So... We have a lot of other ways to support us, just to rattle them off. If you like to watch videos, just you never need to watch YouTube again. Go to Rockfin, join Rockfin, or just watch the free stuff for now. We put all of our premium content on Rockfin, and we put all of our videos basically exclusively on Rockfin. So if you like our interviews, you want to see them, we've just gotten censored too much. I don't even bother with YouTube anymore. We also do the DNB Live XR included on Rockfin for paid subscribers, but there's plenty of free stuff there too. And when you subscribe to Rockfin, you also get all of the exclusive content of all of the other creators, some people that you already know and love, and they have a wide variety of perspectives, ideologies, Sam Tripoli, Whitney Webb, Jimmy Dore. It's just great stuff. Our friends, the Mad Ones, History Homos. We've just got a lot of fun people there. We really enjoy. But if you need the stuff to go, your premium content to go in the RSS feed, then go to patreon.com slash propaganda report become a truth sponge get it all for seven bucks a month but if you want to participate in this 
month's Zoom party. We're going to talk about wealth hacks, meta money, crypto. That's on the schedule for Saturday. You're going to be sick of your family. Come hang out with us. It's 11 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern is when it starts. If you become a patron saint, you will have access to that Zoom link. So you can do it just for a month. Do it just for the weekend. It's totally fine. You probably have to pay for a month, but you can always go back to the truth sponge level. That's it. Lots of ways to listen. And you're going to want those other ways because we are going to put some free stuff up. But but if you're missing us over this long, long weekend, you can get all access to all that back stuff. The deep dives on Rockfin. Just uh, this would be a good time. And with that... Final story of the free 30. <laughs> you scoop me, Bink. Uh, let's hear it. Well, if you're bored in San Francisco, you know, you can, I don't know, join a reading club, maybe <coughs> join a theater group, take improv classes or something. Or perhaps you can join a flash gang of <laughs> roving thieves who... These mobs just appear at these stores, and then they have hammers and other things. They rob them, and then they're out of there in a flash. They lose a few straddlers, maybe get arrested. But other than that, not too many prosecutions going on. We told you about the 80 masked people that infiltrated, not infiltrated, they just, just ambushed uh, Nordstrom in San Francisco, and there was a Louis, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, Louis, Louis yeah. Vuitton that got ambushed the night before. Well, last night, the Bay Area was hit with its third consecutive day of looting as 50 strong hammer gang storms a jewelry store after Macy's, were after a Macy's store and another store, Lululemon, we're hitting the same area. How do you say that? Lou, I know. I always call it Lululemon, even though it's like chicks workout stuff. They also make good like golf clothes. Lululemon. A chicks workout place got ambushed by this. No, no, sorry. Mob? It's clothing for chicks to wear. It's so when you see chicks walking around looking like they just came out of an exercise class. Yeah, it's from that. They store. didn't. They, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. They buy the store to make it look like they're super fit because it's like $120 tights that freeze to shape your body. Yeah. They're, it's a little too rich for my blood, but boy, I might have to. I'm going to ask for that for Christmas. Yeah. Well, this was 40 or 50 looters, all wielding hammers, smashed glass at the Hayward Jewelry Store and ran off with an unknown amount of goods around 530. It was actually Sunday, not yesterday. The suspects also reportedly ran into other stores in the mall and walked away with some clothes and shoes. The police are unaware of what exactly was stolen. And then about an hour later, a group of other suspects hit that women's store you were talking about outside uh, at the outdoor mall at Santa Row and took an unknown amount of merchandise and fled. And again, they're exploiting that 2000, they're exploiting that law that doesn't prosecute unless it's over $1,000. So you get enough people in there, they just they get a little bit of stuff and they all go home. They interviewed some people who actually live and shop in the area, and they obviously said that they're scared and they're going to change their shopping habits. We had mentioned yesterday that this is going to drive people to shop online more into the digiverse, perhaps NFTs, buying digital products too because of the supply chain stuff. What's obviously going to happen if this keeps up is people aren't going to shop there. They're not going to work there. The stores are going to close down. People aren't going to live there. And what incentives do these flash mobs have to stop doing this? 
if they're never going to be any consequences for it, if they're only going to get slaps on the wrist and most of them aren't going to get caught and they're going to get away with a bunch of free stuff, the only thing that's going to stop them ultimately is going to be vigilante justice. Thanks. That's what I was thinking. You really led me to it. I was like, I bet this is not happening in Texas. Right. And what's on trial these past couple of weeks in the Kyle Rittenhouse case? Vigilante justice. What's on trial, at least the way that they're framing it. Oh, yeah. In the Aubrey case in Georgia, vigilante justice. They want to eliminate people's right to self-defense. I saw a long article on CNN where this woman was talking about how the right to self-defense, the Second Amendment, how they're linked together and how that is a white racist thing that exists because of white people's fear of minorities. And she put out calls to minimize the right to self-defense. And if you have this happen... That's outrageous. I know. Minorities are the victims of crime. I know. It's crazy. But you have these things pop up and so... People end up defending themselves and defending their businesses, and then another incident happens, and then that gets the spotlight put on it, and the vigilante justice is pointed to as the problem instead of the policies that allow people to have flash mobs ambush these stores. I was, I was, I've always thought that in the inner cities where they have basically effectively a total gun ban, where it's, it's a lot of violence there. It's the law abiding citizens who are not allowed to use guns. And those are all minority communities. It's, it may be black on black. It may be whatever. But the fact is, I, I wonder if, um, you know, who's really the most victim of crime. But that, I, I'll drive people to our interview with Nikki Goser on Friday in the free feed because she was a victim of a crime. She's got a lot to say about gun rights and gun restrictions. It was really fascinating. Gosh, her. What was the name of her book? How my how uh, gun laws allowed my stalker to murder my husband in front of me. I believe that is the name of her book. (laughs) So anyway, she's got a lot to say about that. But I did think that they were trying to drive people away from the stores. Target makes this big stand. We're never opening on Thanksgiving. And I'm thinking that's because they just it's probably cheaper for them to drive you to their online stuff. It's all about online. It's always an agenda. They are not (laughs) they're not responding to the sensibilities of what has become a very uh, tacky populace. Yeah, I don't know who would want to be there or live there. Anyway, I think that wraps it up. We have a, I got a little bit of a wrap. I have a shout out. I have a few things, actually. I hope you have a minute. We have a, a shout out to Ben, Lindsay, Jamie, Brian, and the kids. Two families of four who moved from L.A. to our quaint town in Florida after realizing how crazy it was getting in California. Our family also escaped from L.A. just months before lockdown. See, they went in the right direction. I went in the wrong direction. We appreciate you taking a chance and seeing through all the BS. Welcome to Freedom Florida. We love you guys. Let's go, Brandon, Justin, and Christine. So that's super, super fun. Um, I've interacted with Justin very much. Enjoy him. So right on. Also, apparently the Robbie Bernstein thing is in... On December 9th, where a lot of people, propaganda report people are going, I've sent out a few T-shirts just so there's a a central focus, like you can find the people with the T-shirts, is in Fayetteville. Is that that right? Yes, it's in Fayetteville. Yeah, so the Evite, the Eventbrite thing, actually lists it as Atlanta, but it's in Fayetteville. Do you remember the name of the place? I do not have it offhand. All right. Well, I will tell a little story while you find it, if you don't mind. 
The story is Amy DM'd me about the Robbie Bernstein thing. She said a friend of hers or somebody she knows um, owns that venue. So she really wants people to go. She was really excited to hear us promote it on the show. She, But she also had a little comments about a Rittenhouse thing. So remember when I was saying, and somebody sent me the name of the lawyers who were talking about it. Like they have, I guess, their own show or whatever it was called. They named the show. I cannot remember it and I cannot find the damn message. So I don't know what it was, but it was Viva Frey and a lot of other guys talking about the Rittenhouse trial and they got taken down. They were, they supposedly they were taken down for copyright, right? Whereas MSNBC and the rest weren't, and it's not copyrighted because it's fair use. Amy says that the reason, the lame ass reason that YouTube gave for taking down that, I'm sure, extremely educational analysis of the Rittenhouse trial is that somebody's phone, not the judge. At first, the rumor was it was the judge's phone with that crazy whatever <laughs> song that made people say he was a Trump supporter. But that somebody's phone kept going off and they had a ringtone that was copyright. It was an actual song. So YouTube automatically, algorithmically removed the video in real time because it kept hearing that song as if it was a copyright violation. Now... I wouldn't put it past the powers that be to figure that out and just have somebody playing that, playing a song near the, you know, if that's really how it works, I don't think they have to go through that to get it taken down from YouTube. But it was just, I thought it was an interesting twist because you'd brought that story about the judge's phone and how weird it was that he even had a cell phone with him, that it would be on, that it would play like a politically oriented tune. Like the whole thing was weird. Anyway, just I, I guarantee you this. There's something fishy about that whole story. Anyway, so where's the thing on December 9th? It looks like it's at the Town Square Playhouse. If this Google event. What does it say on the invite? Is, is that what it says? It on says the Rob Bernstein, end of year recap Atlanta. It has an address there on the December 9th, 455 Glen Street, Suite yeah. 107, Fayetteville, Georgia. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. And I think Thank I'm you. probably going to go. I, I yeah. will see. You'll see. I mean, isn't Kant's going? I think Amy's going. A lot of people we met at Neighbors. My mom's from North Carolina. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be a nice, maybe singles should go. Maybe. 8 to like 10, that. Thursday, December 9th. All right, eight o'clock. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's it. We got we got more to come. Let's get to it. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform, the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time we post a DMV, go to Patreon.com/slash/PropagandaReport and check out our tiers there. And you can go to Rockfin.com/slash/PropagandaReport and see what we have to offer there. We will talk to you next time. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving, or we will see you in the DNB XR. Have a great rest of your day.